something. Yeah, but I, I think I would use a different word because for me, it's been more of like a surrender um, to than than. Uh, so in in a sense, I'm doing something, but I, the the surrender is the is the nothing I'm doing, um, and kind of just allowing. Not that I'm like, it's not like a, I don't know. It's just been more of like surrender and 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 making sure I'm present in the moment, and and that's where I've saw like spiritually I've saw the, the 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 most. And no, I don't I don't. I, sometimes I really suck at getting that right, but. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm doing it, it's we all do. Yeah, it's something special that happens for sure. Hello, folks. That my that's my Mark Marin impression. I wasn't even really trying, but it it definitely sounded like it in my ears. Welcome to episode ten of season three. I learned a fun fact about the guest today after recording. <laughs> I knew he was a talented musician, and I didn't meet him in the context of being a musician. So I didn't know a uh, fun fact and Joshua. Yeah. I'm going to point this out in the beginning. Um, cause we literally don't talk about it at all in the entire episode. Uh, he was on season six of the voice, uh, on Adam Levine's team. So you can go find out a lot more about this guy. But I don't think you're going to find out a lot of the things that we get into in this conversation, which is obviously the good stuff. <clears throat> Before going further with uh, talking about the episode, which I won't do a lot, um, and you know what, in, in reference to Mark Maron, he's one of the few podcasts that I consistently listen to. Um, I, I style my intro uh, in his... You know, with with a sense of how he does it, um, it's sort of like an opportunity to just say what's on your mind. Not that that doesn't happen during the episodes, but I like how he does that in his introductions. And let's see, I'm recording this on the eve of Thanksgiving, which uh, is apparently notoriously the night of the most drinking and um relative debauchery in this country. And I guess that's not going to happen tonight, which quite frankly is is a I'm happy with. Um but I'm not really thinking about that so much. I'm thinking about the main thing that I've been thinking about for a long while, which is the the need for or more I'll say it first, the fact that we don't have enough in common and enough consensus about what's real as a as a community as a country as a species there are other people that i pay attention to in addition to marin and i probably mostly enjoy him because he's he's so vehemently on this particular 
page, which is a little cathartic to me to listen to, um, which is the, I'll just, yeah, we'll just say it. The, the Trump is evil page um, and Trumpism is dangerous page. I, I shy away from that word evil, despite some people's desire for that word to, to be um, used to uh, particularly here, because I think it, it has such weight to it, but I'm definitely seeing the danger part and have seen the danger part. It's not like it's news to me. And I am very confused by one particular phenomenon. I'm not confused by the Trumpists trying to continue to disrupt the flow of one, uh, um, party or one uh, one group of people having relative power to another. I'm not surprised by that at all. I am surprised by a group of very, in some respects, progressive people who have their heads kind of screwed on straight in the sense that they're they're able to consider many perspectives at once, and they're they're pretty self-aware in in general but their focus is on the their particular sort of concern seems to be the quote-unquote liberal or leftist media or just generally the media and i'm not going to name names but there's just a group of these guys who seem to think that the main problem is the quote-unquote media, and they're certainly pointing to um, concerns over fear of COVID or, or the fact that the media is apparently propagating fear over COVID, perhaps unnecessarily in their opinions. They're pointing to how the media is um, inherently biased towards the quote-unquote left and therefore Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know. Maybe that's true. But why is that more important to these people than the fact that, or not apparently to them, fact, but the plausible danger of somebody like Donald Trump continuing to have any power, especially power over legislation, especially power uh, in representing this country? Why is that less dangerous? Is it just a matter of trying to stir the pot and get attention and get people to pay attention to them more. It's um, a matter of gaining uh, an audience, so to speak, a matter of standing out because it seems like that's quote-unquote unique. I don't get it. I don't understand why focusing on the media is more important than rallying around this particular danger and, and describing the way to move forward. It doesn't seem like we're out of the weeds of that threat to what I would call progress and the um, improvement of our lot in in at least a this country. I don't think we're out of the weeds of that. So why are these people, it's really tempting to name them, so seemingly ignorant to that? I don't get it. I, the only explanation that I can come up with is they're, they want to stand out in some, 
asinine way. It bugs me because these people are obviously, as I said, progressive, but specifically they are, um, I guess, in the same kind of industry, like the quote unquote wellness industry or the, they're educating. And I think that's what it really comes down to is, are we able to at least embrace a certain foundation for what matters as far as education. Maybe the media is biased, but is that really the main problem? Doesn't seem like it. People spend too much time with the news, sure. But is that the main problem? Is that really worth building your livelihood and your brand around, ranting and raving about how the media is biased and there isn't really... an issue with (laughs) or there isn't really a danger and we don't need to be afraid is that is that really good use of one's brain and and um influence i'm not sure i'm not sure it seems like far too easy um just place to land and it's it's almost lazy like there's a larger challenge that we face that has nothing to do with the media, nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with Trump and Biden, at least not entirely. It has to do with the lack of understanding for what is consistent and constant and, dare I say, real. That's the primary concern for me. And the getting caught up in anything else, if you're capable of thinking rationally, getting caught up in anything else just seems either lazy or careless. I don't understand it. I'm a big fan right now of Tristan Harris and his particular um, passion project seemingly being just that catalyzing awareness about what could become a an agreed upon narrative for reality or a unifying understanding of reality the 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 movie the social dilemma basically as i've kind of been rambling on for a few weeks or at least since i saw the movie it ends with that major um proposition that without an agreed upon shared understanding of reality Everything else is just a distraction. That That's the thing that we need. So I guess in a way, this is my call to people who can get caught up in any of the specifics. All any of the distractions. Maybe don't. Maybe ignore it. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Do what you need to do to stay safe in your uh, respective way and and be respectful of everyone, but ignore what could seem like, ignore the kinds of distractions that could lead you down some sort of, into a corner. Because that's what happens. You end up getting into a corner where you don't have the ability to continue to grow. 
You have to backtrack. You've got to stay open to something new, no matter what your focus is. Stay open to something new. And what's needed is a new understanding of what's real. Now, how does this... <laughs> there you go. That was my Marin impression, uh, a longer a longer one. Um, I won't do that every intro, I promise. How does this relate to Joshua Howard? Well, it does actually, because we really get into the general um, experience of, of, of being with someone and not agreeing entirely and recognizing that that's not all that matters, at least on the surfacey stuff. It might seem like deep stuff, but in some regards it's surfacey. If at your foundation you can be respectful and you can be uh, considerate and you can be, I think, in a very real way, loving of the other person. And love is a word that I don't use very frequently. Um, I think it's overused and I don't think it has a whole lot of meaning, but this conversation was one where the love was very genuine and very, very consistent and very real. Um, and it doesn't matter to what extent we agree. And, and it matters that we can explore whatever's going on, but we don't have to completely agree. And that's largely, that's a lot of what this conversation is, is, is being present with each other and navigating the same territory uh, without the same perspective. And enjoying that, enjoying that together, because at our foundation, we're not trying to win over or dominate or control the other. We're not seeing any anything as threatening. It's a curiosity and an interest, a, a consistent willingness and desire for some new understanding. If I don't, if there's anything that I enjoy with a guest or anyone above above and beyond it's that the ability to just explore together it's so rewarding it's so satisfying and it's pretty much what i attempt to without really even knowing it it's what i attempt to provide on a regular basis with you whoever if anyone listens uh and with clients and more and more just in general the, the willingness and the desire to explore together on purpose. It's a wonderful thing. And Joshua is a kick-ass companion to do so with and with. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that. And I'm proud and, and excited to call him a friend. And he will be joining the Happy Grow Media um, world as a as a... I guess celebrity guest, if you will, but uh, at least a musical guest soon as well. Anyway, you're going to like it. I guarantee it because it's, it's just all around 
sweet. This is a sweet interaction, a sweet time together. Have some fun with it. Kick back, grab your beverage of choice, dim the lights a bit, maybe have a candle. It's kind of what we did. And give yourself uh, give yourself a treat. Thanks for listening. Be well. Check, check, one, two. Oh, that is so professional. Because <laughs> you do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just did... How did that happen at Siren? What was the context for that? Um, you, you're talking about the videos that we just did. Yeah. Um, who was it? Lolly reached out to all of us. And you, Justin, and Shalom. Shalom. Yeah. And then we did um, three different songs kind of yeah. around that whole togetherness and uh inspiration type of vibes and it was it was great so we had uh yeah it was kind of like really unique how we all came together and did it did you guys know each other before no Not first time really? yeah that's crazy that that music can do that like that's why music is so incredibly because yeah. even how we transcendent yeah uh, how we flew uh like flowed with each other like because i wasn't originally going to play keys for their performances Wow. And uh, even and Shalom wasn't originally originally gonna play guitar for for Justin. It just kind of just happened, and that's like you were like when we were working out or uh, whatever we just yeah did. movement. <laughs> uh, it, it's like that. It's like we just learned each other musically and just spoke the same language and just had the same energy and it just all vibed really well together. I like the connection you just made the la- the language of sound. Yeah. And the language of movement do, to me, have a real similarity. Um, obviously, music makes you move a certain way for the most part, or at least it hopefully would. And you know, dance isn't the only way, but it, even just like inspiring you to do a certain thing because yeah. of sound. But yes, there there is a language for sure to the movement and to the sound and, and learning that. Um, as we've been talking about that, what we just did in there wasn't... Uh, I don't know what you expected, but <laughs> it maybe wasn't. I don't know. Was it or was it different? It, it was different, yeah, for sure. But it, in a good way. It was more of like because I'm a very detailed and want to know like the the nitty gritty about something, right? And it was almost like it took. There's a lot of nitty gritty. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it took working out, but like okay, before working out, how do you like properly align your body and organize your body, like you were saying, to. Uh, Workout, yeah, workout, exercise, but just as we as we were just saying, fundamentally, I move better, which qualitatively would be like learning an instrument for sure, yeah, and learning how to make better sound. And I do think language is a good kind of metaphor for it because it is. I do relate that to people all the time. I find myself needing to translate, and the movement is just the best translation mm. all the time, just like with you and music yeah i think that's what we were talking was it just last week we started talking about this yeah because it feels like a long time ago already yeah. to me yeah <laughs> it's one of, it's been one of those weeks it has been <laughs> it's been one of those weeks and we are tired ish and we have we're, we're relatively young dads yeah. and yeah i honestly couldn't remember did we meet last week or the week before but yeah well we met before oh right we met <laughs> 
<laughs> last week. Yes, 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 yes. The beauty of living downtown. Yep. Um, I won't say where you live, but I yeah, I live at this. It's it's great in that everybody walks by like yeah. you and it sometimes parks right in front and i love sitting on that porch and getting to meet people you are one of a handful of people that i've really gotten to know just from yeah. literally being out on the porch <laughs> it's awesome and yeah. i do really love what mr rogers and his yeah i think we talked about that yeah. too that whole um potential for the neighborhood and i i get it that's what that really that's it in action yeah that's, that's as the, is what you did at Siren and I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I would I would I would agree. I that's the one thing I've noticed about living out here. Um and we've only been here for what, like maybe six, seven months now. But it's very uh from Fishtown. From, yeah, like like city uh Fishtown area in Philly. Um and it's just very it's like I don't know. Not that Philly wasn't, um it just uh, maybe I was just paying attention to it more here. Um it's more community minded and it's like uh yeah i think it more it, it was probably more minds my mindset but for some reason be being both, a, yeah. you get a lot of people that probably move and pass through there yeah and i think you get a lot of people that i mean it's definitely known for being more of a family place yeah um that's definitely uh evident I, you actually are not the only person I know who's moved out here from Fishtown. So, oh, okay. And I think becoming parents did have a role in their move yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously there are other Philly suburbs, but I'd like to think there's something special about here. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I call it a movie town every time I'm, I'm walking outside. I love that. Yeah. Okay, good. What, any particular movie? Uh, no. Just a movie think. town. Yeah, just a movie town. <laughs> <laughs> but a real one. Yeah. <laughs> a real life one. Those are the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think of at least three movie slash shows that... Remind I, you of this town? Yeah. What, what are those? In no particular order, I, I'd love to think that it's a bit like George Bailey's It's a Wonderful Life Town. A okay. bit. Um, I think that it's a, it reminds me a little bit of, um, oh man, I, oh, uh, the, do you, did you ever see the movie, um, the family stone to Christmas movie? Mm. As far as Christmas movies go, it's relatively fun. Okay. Yeah. There's a town in there that kind of makes me think of, and it's, it, that's more New Englandy probably. Okay. As is the main one, and this is me confessing a major um, a major geek factor, which is my love of the show Gilmore Girls, and oh. the <laughs> he just left. No. And uh, the town in that show is Stars Hollow. Okay, and I promise you, it is a great show. Yeah, and Stars Hollow, if Doylestown is going to be aspiring to. to transform in any way it would be to be more like stars hollow the main thing we don't have is a mountain hmm. we need a mountain so you you, you brought up one of your like i guess thing one of my shows like that was one tree hill back in my sure when i was growing up for me so i i would i would probably say that one tree hill kind of reminds me of this like it, how, i never saw it was so there's a town uh, i know the show called, yeah it's called one tree hill the I there was the a similar actor, or that one actor was in both of those for a little bit. Really? Mm -hmm. Which one? Which? Um, 
Oh, who's the main guy in One Tree Hill? Chad Michaels. I think that one. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> he had a minor role in Gilmore for a little bit. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think I I think I do remember that part. Cause I've seen a couple episodes of that show. Yeah. Well, they were definitely out around the same time. Mm-hmm. The glory of the '90s, right? Yeah. There, at least, I think there are three things that I really miss about the '90s. No cell phones, or at least no smartphones. Mm-hmm. The pre nine eleven culture was a big deal, and I liked the music. Yeah, I yeah. liked the music from the '90s a lot. Yeah, I could agree with that. In particular, the music. Probably yeah, all of it. Really, the music. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, yeah, definitely the music. All right, for me. Yeah, and hey, you're a musician. I as am. We've already. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys played at Siren, and mm-hmm. there were three songs that did you help write? Anything was it your? No, no, no. We, it was all we we each did a cover. I think uh, Shalom did No Woman No Cry. The lights came. <laughs> right here at the sunset yeah uh, oh okay yep i didn't get to hear all of them so he did a cover okay yep and then i did simon garfinkel um bridge Which over troubled water wow yeah and then uh uh justin did sam cook change gonna come got it okay yeah. that was the one i heard okay yeah. i didn't realize you guys were doing all covers that's great yeah bridge over troubled water how'd you pick that uh, a, it was, it was that or I think uh, she she asked me this if I could sing. Uh, what was it? I forget the song. Yeah, I just I felt that one kind of resonated with me. Had you ever um, sung it before? Yeah, so that's because I I did like kind of like my own arrangement of it before, um, and I just it felt fitting for like the time, and. Um, now I'm even more yeah. excited about the other project we talked about. Oh yeah, that's a yeah one of the prettiest songs ever written, probably. Yeah, yeah it was a nice song. And I actually I heard John Legend do a similar kind of version of it, which was kind of like inspired mine. And I really love his like voice on it. He covered Bruce's "Dancing in the Dark" mm-hmm. in a way that I think was just genius. Yep, completely changed it to like I guess a minor chord. Yeah slowed it down tremendously yeah i think and it, it i mean not objectively better but i like yeah, it's it. very different like i kind of like it more yeah. <laughs> so he did that with okay art garfunkel's voice is considered to be one of the prettiest ever right yeah i would i would it's up there i mean for me uh james taylor is probably his voice is like the it just feels like home for me that's fitting, I yeah. think. And if you were to say him or John Denver, it'd be fitting. Yeah. Just so you know, by the way, everybody has a harder time hearing your beautiful voice every time you sit back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but James Taylor is that's that's good to know. Yeah, I I looked a little <clears throat> bit at your, <clears throat> um, I guess repertoire, and I've been watching what you've been posting on social media. But I definitely don't have a sense of your inspiration. And yeah, so that's cool to know. So those two. Who yeah. else? Uh, or well, those three, including John Legend. Yeah, uh, Amos Lee is probably one of my biggest for me, because um, James Taylor is. I kind of grew up listening to him. It was my dad's favorite, or is my fr- my dad's favorite artist. Um, yeah, and then Amos Lee was that kind of like that for me. 
That's awesome. Yeah. He's a, I think he's a, he's a Philly guy. So Simon and Garfunkel is one of the main ones that my dad actually hmm. played with us all the time. And Bridge Over Troubled Water is his favorite song. Wow. And this is a weird thing to bring up, but, and I don't know why I've thought about this. Mm -hmm. It's a, definitely a strange thought, but I've imagined, this is extremely weird to bring up here, but I've imagined his funeral. And that's absolutely the song I would play at it. Wow. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because it's so obviously his his song in my mind. Mm. So is there a James? To, yeah. Not to um, go through that too quickly because it's a big thing. <laughs> no, it's definitely. So the song for us, like my family, we, it's every time there's been like a wedding in my family, um, that song is always played. And we, we always like kind of like. Bridge Over Trouble Water? Or no, no, no. Uh, for James, James to, oh, I didn't even say the song. You've Got a Friend. <laughs> ah, and, of course. Yeah. So we all kind of just kind of like it's like a big group hug and sing it together um, that's a good one yeah it's always a special time is everybody down in philly is your dad down in philly uh no kind of spread out now um my dad's in wincote sisters are three yeah my sisters are in philly uh kind of spread out a little bit and then my brother actually is in boston now got it yeah and i'm out here there are four of you Five of us. I, well, three I make sisters. five. Yeah, three sisters and two boys. Nice. Yeah, three girls, two girls, uh, two boys. And how many weddings have you gotten to play? You've got a friend at. Uh, so what? Like, there's only four of us now. Four that meant my brother's not married yet, so just four weddings. Nice, but, but all it's, four of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. And then like, but also like, it's it's just kind of like we we know it's like our song, and we, and it's been. I can think of Thanksgiving dinners that we've had it go on and singing. That's beautiful. Kind of being together. And are you, I'm trying to figure out, are you like the middle or? I am the middle. You're the middle. Yeah. Nice. Well, make, how'd you like know that? Oh, I can tell. Yeah. You've got all the middle child <laughs> oh, <yeah. you> know, <laughs> syndromes and, and uh, picadillos. <laughs> no, I was just a lucky guess. Mm. Um, it sounded like at least two sisters were older and it didn't make sense to me that three, it would be three girls and then two boys. So I was like, it's pretty, he's probably the third child. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's a lucky guess, honestly. Yeah. You got it. Nah, mostly luck. <laughs> um, I'm the middle as well. Technically. Yeah. yeah. I am. How many siblings do you have? I have an older brother, a younger sister. Yeah. So you're the middle. Yeah. And we're all around here too. Um, yeah. My brother's actually close to where you moved from. And my sister and brother-in-law, this company I mentioned, yep. um, they're moving out here to Yardley from oh, wow. South Philly, a town okay. uh, a little near Passyunk. Yeah. But we're all from more or less out this way. Gotcha. And his brother is the one that just left Fishtown and moved here to the borough. Oh, uh, okay. With his uh, wife and new kid, too. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> And it's good. We need more of us out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. I feel like I'm welcoming you to the neighborhood in some weird way, even yeah. though you've been here for a year and a half over. No, no. no. Oh, wait, is this January? Yeah. 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 So like, so, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've... Yeah. Right before COVID, you guys moved yep. out. Right. <laughs> so, the end of that, James. So, yeah. First few months. So, it's still, still a bit of a welcome. Well, Yeah. Glad to do it. Yeah. I mean, not that I necessarily have any 
<laughs> right to do that, but whatever. I moved into the borough in uh it was it's been almost seven years. Yeah. Wow. And now it's from Well, the long version is all over. The short version is just from I was living at my parents' place in Hatfield. Okay. So nearby. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, Griffin and his mom and I were all there for a little bit when we moved back from Virginia. Oh wow. Which was after Oregon, which was after Yeah, so you you meant anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you've hinted at a journey, or at least last week when we spoke, you kept hinting at it. That what I just referenced was what I think of when I you know, my quote unquote journey that I was on. It was back then when we were definitely moving around and on a little bit of an adventure you have said am i wrong you've kind of acknowledged this journey that you've been on yeah uh you mean i guess it's been a physical well we journey. didn't really frame it you just yeah. hinted at it and... me, me it's been more spiritual good yeah. okay so i've heard of that yeah so it's been more of like a, a spiritual like journey for me of like finding um I guess, yeah, spiritual and emotional journey for me. Well, I think last week the only thing that you really said about it was that it coincided with fatherhood. Yeah. 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 And brave, right? Yep. Good brave. Uh, good old good, brave. Good old. <laughs> Not so old. No. Nah. Two, right? Two. Just turned two in October. So how would you frame this spiritual journey that's obviously coinciding with fatherhood? Uh I don't know. It's it's like a a more just a, a different perspective of viewing life. I would say. Um, I'm. I mean, funny, I'm still trying to label it myself, even. But I don't know. It was like something shifted for me in fatherhood. Um, kind of reliving, like experiencing the the earth and the world around us through my son's eyes. In a, in a, so we were like, we'll, we'd go on walks and he'd see like a, a, a flower in a, in a different color that he's never seen before and, and be all excited. And for me, I just see a dumb purple flower and he sees like something amazing. And like, it causes me to see that flower in a much more beautiful way than I probably Th this would This is have. the kind of thing I would record, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on. Uh, the yeah. dumb purple flower. Yeah, so he's, he's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's causing me to like really um, experience those things over again in a, in a much deeper and, and more intentional way. Because I feel like so often, um, at least for me, I could get like away from just living and more kind of just in the mix of life and not really um being intentional about living and uh yeah i just kind of not really like present in the moment more focused on whatever i have to do that day or what i got to get done for work and now um with brave it's 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 kind of called like caused me to slow down a bit and and be intentional about being present in the moment and not so uh kind of present like 
elsewhere. But that's kind of what it's been for me. I wrote this on the board earlier today where we just were about creativity and <clears throat> over this week in particular, we've been sort of unpacking the kind of the, the nut, the, yeah, the nuts and bolts, the foundation of what we want people to understand about what we call real wellness. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different angles you could take to approach the, the same basic point, but all of it adds up to the, um, every time I look at it, the creativity is essentially the goal yeah. becoming, and I, I feel like we did talk about this last week too, but becoming more able to express yourself as yourself, mm. able to understand yourself as yourself and share that, give that, let that flow freely, authentically, et cetera, et cetera. But that I would just oversimplify and say is creativity and what you're describing about seeing obviously not just a purple flower but a fascinating aspect of life on earth that's just coming out of seemingly nowhere is an essential part of being able to create i think and Mm -hmm. you probably know this with your music but it comes from nowhere the the creative kind of spark in the the actual co-creation or creation kind of comes out of nothing and i guess i just realized this week more than ever that that's how it has to be mm. in other words if you start to ignore the stupid purple flowers (laughs) i think what that means is you're starting to shut down or or in the terms of the body i would say compress and become limited and basically you're not allowing for something to flow something that is obviously alive to flow and you could even say for life to fully flow Mm. but in order for it to do so you have to stay open to something new, something kind of unexpected to to happen. And of course, I mean, uh, I would imagine a healthy parent-child relationship is one where that's happening Mm. over and over and over because Mm. they have never seen the flower. And you, we, us, hopefully, also can still see the flower in a new way or whatever it is in a new way of yeah. course i really get more and more especially and it's it's exciting to me and it's energizing to me that the the need for newness is literally the same as the need or, or it's what life thrives on and mm-hmm. that's how you get creative is to be open to the newness that's how creativity occurs that is creativity yeah. and openness to the newness of life yeah over and over and over and over and over yeah i would say like but and in, in even doing so with like a with with a, a a sense of innocence like um right you're not judging the flower exactly. stupid anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's not it's because i because often even in the creative process for me like i'll start writing a song and i'll be like oh this song sucks and rather than just like just allowing the process of creativity just to happen 
if it's a bad song, it's a bad song. But the port, the most important thing was that creativity happened. And that was the good thing. And allowing that to just flow without, like you said, free of judgment. Yeah, I, I didn't even use that term, I think, but it's, it's <laughs> totally right because yeah. the judgment, if you're condemning or condoning, obviously that isn't innocent. Yeah, and yeah in the context of movement, I call that play, mm. which I definitely did not accomplish with you today. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it is honestly the whole, it is the approach is to like organize ourselves so we can play. Yeah. Um, I was actually writing about this this morning. It was it was what needed to flow. I, lo I love writing. It's one yeah. of my main, this and writing are kind of my main creative outlets because I don't have a musical uh, foundation for anything other than whistling, if that. <laughs> you, you never try to sing? I, I don't mind my singing. <laughs> Question is, do other people mind my singing? I've been, I've certainly done karaoke before, but oh, I don't yeah. think I, I don't know how to sing. Okay. But I also don't know how to act, and now I'm trying that. So who the hell knows? Maybe you just learn as you go. But it's you do, you do want to know the rules, right? Yeah. You want to know, or at least the, the foundation. Yeah. And that, is what we were exploring today so that you can just play. And I, what I was writing about, um, specifically actually prompted from being with Griffin yesterday, my son Griffin, is that doing nothing is, is kind of like what we were just describing, that the, the creative flow comes from, I, you can call it nothing or the unknown or the mystery. To me, that's all the same. But mm. doing nothing is so important to me. I realized this morning, like it's actually more important than anything we just did. It's more important than this. It's more important than, in some ways, eating. I mean, mm. breathing is the most important one. But then doing nothing, which allows you to be to see with that innocence. And it, doing nothing is distinct from trying to accomplish something or having an agenda. Mm -hmm. And that's the key distinction. You can't have, you can't do nothing if you have that agenda all the time, which to me is what the innocence or play allows for, is you to see the newness the way I think you're describing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, how have you ever tried to force a song to come out? Yeah, many times. Yeah. And has it, which which feels more, which is more pleasant to force it or to essentially? Uh, definitely, let it? I would definitely, definitely not to force it. I would say for <laughs> me, um, yeah, it's 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 something special when it just kind of just flows, um, and I'm learning when to like come back, and like when when like okay, it's time to like pause, step back do something else and then come back to something. I'm doing that more now than I am forcing. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. And yeah. what's wonderful as far as I can tell is that if you get better at that, the flow is normal. Mm. In other words, the, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to, it's going to happen. It's just, it's always happening. You just let it. Yeah, as opposed to needing to or tr mm. like putting so much effort into, the more you get better at just letting it, it it's always there. 
and we may be making no sense at this point, but to <laughs> me, this is what <laughs> a spiritual, to me, that's spirituality Yeah. in a nutshell. Hmm. I don't know. Does that fit into your journey? Uh, as, as yes, reclaiming something. Yeah. But I, I think I would use a different word because for me, it's been more of like a surrender, um, to then, then, uh, so in in a sense, I'm doing something, but the the surrender is the is the nothing I'm doing, um, and I'm kind of just allowing. Not that I'm like, it's not like a, I don't know. It's just putting more of like. Surrender and 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 making sure I'm present in the moment, and and. That's where I've saw like spiritually I've saw the, the 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 most and no I don't I don't I sometimes I really suck at getting that right but. <laughs> when I'm when I'm doing it, it's we all do. Yeah, it's something special that happens for sure. Well, it's it's what we're dancing with literally right now as we're exploring. Like I said, we didn't know where we were gonna go, mm. but to me, surrendering and allowing, I I think it might mean the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely intrigued by the word surrendering. Yeah. It ha- it has a tone to me yeah. like a it has a religious kind of tone to it all and immediately makes me think of god but i yeah. don't know if that's there for you oh 100 percent there for me yeah <laughs> 110 percent there for me well um, the only reason i would guess that is your tattoos otherwise i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't make any assumptions yeah no definitely um and that's where the the surrender kind of happened for me yeah. um yeah so you would frame it as something like a surrendering in relation somehow in relationship to god yeah and his and god and 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 i guess in his relationship with me if that makes sense um just like a like a a a deep trust like for um like his plan that yeah so a, a surrender to that. Yeah. You play which I remember you telling me this. You play at one of the churches in town. Yeah, uh, River of Life in Doylestown. Right. Yeah. And are you there weekly? What's every week. The, every week. Yeah. Yeah. Every every Sunday. Whatever. Well, I'm there throughout the week, but then, but yeah. You is it essentially like services, like weekly mm-hmm. services? You play at them. Okay. Yep. I lead. I lead the worship part of the service got it yeah oh you lead it mm-hmm. oh cool yeah <laughs> yeah okay what's the denomination or is it it's considered uh assemblies of god okay. but it's uh uh i guess uh, non-denominational but still like yeah. assemblies of god that's what it falls under the big umbrella of assemblies of god got it which I'm still learning about. Fair. Much about. So <laughs> yeah. there's not many questions I could answer. I'm glad you're still <laughs> learning about it. Me too. Me too. But it's Christian for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I know it because of the shoes, the Yeezys. Mm-hmm. Um, that This might be an unexpected aspect of how I'd bring up Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to do it tactfully because yeah. I know... I. I like mostly confident that we're 
we're essentially speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. And even if we weren't, it wouldn't matter. But yeah. I do feel very confident that we are. Can I just make a note that that's a beautiful thing that like you can say that because that's that's yeah. that's I feel yeah. like we as humans are not doing a very good job of that right now. Ooh, and that's yep. and that's disagreeing. Unpack that. Uh, disagreeing and still being on the same page with each other. Like it's we are all different people and entitled to different opinions and we don't always have to be right. And I think that's important that like you can even note that, hey, we might disagree, but we're, let's still commune. Let's still converse. Let's still like show love and appreciation for each other. That's definitely something that we need to be doing more of. Absolutely. In fact, I've been saying more and more over the last few weeks as I've, and it actually somewhat informed by that conversation yeah. I mentioned, which Kanye was part of, um, I've been saying how agreements, I've been realizing more accurately how agreements to me are so sacred. Mm. Maybe even the primary aspect of a relationship that is sacred because I don't, I can't imagine how to do anything with somebody without some foundational agreements. Mm. Or at least without certain agreements, you're gonna reach a limit quickly. You're not gonna be able to keep exploring and keep learning and potentially keep creating together without certain agreements Mm. which i think is what you're referring to in the macro sense in a way especially the larger problems with obviously at least this country but seemingly the species in general (laughs) um but let's come back to that because it i think we inevitably will and i'm i'm really glad you um, put a pin on that Mm. I don't think I mentioned this last week, but my religion is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And my degree in um, is actually religious studies. Like yeah. that's what I did. I say this. Uh, you meant you mentioned the study uh, your education yeah. background. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I was raised Catholic, and I I do think it makes sense for me to still say I'm Catholic, but there's always a desire to clarify that. Yeah. Um, and I really dig Pope Francis. In fact, I was just reading for the last few months his, uh, he wrote it in October, so early October, I think, his latest encyclica, I think it's mm-hmm. called. the, And it translates to brotherly love, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially that, like, base, like, in a nutshell. It's And it's honestly probably like 50 pages, so it's a long nutshell. It's a big nutshell. Yeah. Um, hey, humans we're one family and anything that gets in the way of you knowing that or believing that or at least being able to see each other in that context let's let it go Mm. (laughs) anything that gets in the way we need to let it go because that's the story of humanity we are one whether you want to call it species whatever knowing that and and reframing our reorganizing if you will because mm-hmm. that's why what we do is so important to me on the bodily level reorganizing our understanding of each other with as one quote unquote family or at least one group is everything it's either mm-hmm. it's either that or more unnecessary destruction slash suffering slash chaos 
And I love that. I, I think he's spot on and his way of um, unpacking that is so thorough and so great. And doesn't make me like proud to say I'm Catholic. I just am glad that the Pope seems to be a, on a good page. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Kanye is too. <laughs> but <laughs> right the thing that stood out, yeah, and I probably wouldn't have brought it up if you didn't have on the Yeezys. No, it's all good. Um, Very comfortable shoes, by the way. I believe it. And my the ones that I thought they were are really comfortable too. I just yeah. didn't remember the brand. So he's he's on Joe Rogan's podcast, like like I said before the election, and for three hours, and I don't, I'm not promoting either one of them. In fact, I'm I'm really kind of done with Joe Rogan. I only listened to him before because of certain conversations. I think he has in the past had really uh, worthwhile conversations with people from obviously great artists and really generally creative people to. Bernie Sanders and Elon mm. Musk, et cetera, et cetera. And you certainly learn a lot. But the specific component about the conversation with Kanye was he literally said, and it went on for three hours, so there was no hesitation. It was very consistent. He literally said the whole time that God wants him to be president. Mm. And I have a I have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of think that that's a little um, out there, path pathological. Yeah. yeah, not only out there but dangerous. Yeah. So that version of Christian, which is, and again, three hours, nobody seemed to question it. It's just normal, apparently, for somebody to think that and declare that and profess that. I think it's more normal for for it's just at this point. Ex- expected for Kanye to say something like that. Sure. Might, maybe I'm blowing out of proportion, but I was just fascinated that it didn't seem like anywhere anybody was... was Ready to check it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe again, it was like, yeah, let's let him go. But he did literally run for president and did get a fairly large number of Which votes. Which was very surprising to me. That's why I'm bringing it up. angered me. Exactly. I know some people who voted <laughs> for him. And that's part of why I bring it up because that's a that's the foundation for his worldview. Yeah. God wants me to lead. God is, this is God's will. That, that way of, quote unquote, being Christian seems so, it's so hard for me to reconcile with and so hard for mm. me to fit that into what I just said I love about what Pope Francis wrote. Like, I don't know if I would be in agreement with him if he was if he and I were talking I think it, it would be hard to it would be hard to have those agreements with somebody thinking that way yeah and I I bring it up obviously because I don't think he's yeah he's unique but there's a lot of that kind of thinking where the idea of God is primarily humanized hmm. Elaborate a little more. Well, if God has will, that implies that's one thing that God would have in common with humans. But mm-hmm. for God to specifically want humanity to, well, okay, here I'll just put it in a question. Like, <clears throat> I, I've been playing around with this, um, partly to like 
provoke conversation, but also because I really think it's important. I believe in God, mm -hmm. but my version of God is not at all human. I don't have any sense of God as human. And I think humanizing God, so to speak, which is to say, like, thinking that we know God and we have an understanding of God, that's, that's a slippery slope to me. To me, if we are going to relate to God, it's primarily as that eternal sort of mystery or unknowable, ineffable. There's a word, actually, that that's a word that's been used to describe the um, experience of God or the unity of God or the connection of sort of the, um, what's the Christian word, the... the um, when God, like when people, when saints have like really connected completely with God, so to speak, or at least that's what they're describing. Well, isn't there a word for that? <laughs> we don't need to get it. Um, yeah. I could probably look it up, but it's indescribable is, is a common theme. It's, it's beyond words, it's yeah. beyond language. It's beyond our comprehension in that way. I, I think we need that for it to be beyond our comprehension, for it to be unknowable, for whatever God is to each of us, to have a, f a certain ingredient that is unknowableness, if you will, hmm. or mystery. I guess that's all I mean. Do, do you think it's not possible to have both? I tend to want there to be both. <laughs> <laughs> meaning like... Probably. Meaning like okay, the deity of God yeah. um, and the indescribableness that you're, but then al almost like the humaneness in the sense of that, the, like for me, it makes it easier um, to believe when, when, I, when I embrace the humane side of God. In, in a, meaning like the fact that he endured, like, like he would have, experienced like and endured anything that I as a human would would experience and therefore can relate and therefore can um I guess uh instruct and, and guide and and speak to those moments that I may be very very humanly feeling in 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 throughout life. That's where for me it's like I can see it but I can also see the yeah, it gets dangerous for me when people are declaring well, yeah, things a, on God's... Where, how far do you go? Because yeah. that's the entire point of Jesus and and obviously a Messiah. Yeah. That's basically what you're describing mm -hmm. and the, the re relating to Jesus specifically in that way. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think it would be ridiculous for me to suggest that, I, that, that's, that we can't have that at all. Yeah. The question is to what extent... Yeah, where is that line? Because <laughs> Kanye is an example of how I think you can go too far, <laughs> and many people do. Mm -hmm. It's not always so obviously, like I don't think he's obviously dangerous in that way, but it's the kind of thing that could be dangerous. Yeah. And I guess it just begs the question of how much is that concept of God, and specifically Jesus, perhaps more 
like Christ, obviously. What if Christ is more of a human potential as opposed to an example of something? Like, what if it? What if the metaphor is more about, or what if it is a metaphor for our potential as humans, which is unique? I do think you know I've got polar bears all through here. I do think we're different from polar bears, even yeah. though they're mammals, and they have similar skeletal systems and their um and digestive systems and they're different in that i don't think they can and obviously i don't think anything else besides humans at least on earth can know and this would be the knowing know of god if you want to call it god or existence as something that is a w e some like mm-hmm. there's an the capacity for humans to be inspired by the awesomeness of existence that I don't think any other creature has. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that all that all inspiring potential catalyzes a connection that no other creature can feel and can sustain and can live with. And in that way, there's something godly and divine, I would say, about humans. Mm different from the bears but mm-hmm. i don't see the other and of course there's a there's this uh i think you can find security in that and, and comfort in that i do but i wonder where's <laughs> the specific obviously christian part is believing I, th- I think the specific part is believing something about jesus that's slightly that's more specific to that person than all people Mm-hmm. What are you <laughs> trying to understand? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Great. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, the most important thing is, like you say, we don't have to completely know it. But, well, which, which part? Because I don't, it's good for me to slow down, I think, sometimes. Just the, the, the towards the ending of it. Like, are you more speaking to, because you're, it, it was off-putting for you when to for Kanye to say, um, and then we're, we're just kind of just kind of recapping, but um, or anybody, yeah, that yeah. kind of so idea, like prophecy, that, yeah, thinking of the thinking that they know something to think you know something of that in that context of that scale, like yeah, that's a red flag to me. Hmm. So let me ask it may be different. So like I don't know. Uh, for instance, my wife. Without knowing, like when I first saw her, like I knew, I just knew she she was like I didn't even know she was because it didn't even like our our story is like a very like weird way. It, but it, I mean, it happened. But there was there was an I remember uh, like the experience of of seeing her for the first time and looking to my like over my shoulder to talk to tell my friend that I'm going to marry that girl. But it was more it came out of like a like wow she's like incredibly beautiful and just there's something about her like and then just just to just say something like that. Mind you, I was like, 
never spoke to her. I'm in another relationship. (laughs) And I I just jokingly said something like that. But then like fast forward five years and I'm, that's my wife. Um, But I can't say that like, but from that very moment, there was always like a thought in my mind. Like she just like interest me. So like, I jokingly would say that's my wife, but like something in me like held on to that moment to where like I couldn't like she just had to be my wife and it just I don't know but you you get am I making sense a little bit well I think so and I I'm tempted to share a similar anecdote but before I do just are you you're expressing this as something that is an experience that is beyond explanation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Indescribable. Exactly. Yeah. And what wouldn't even if you could boil it down to something completely explainable, wouldn't that suck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say. But but like I guess my, my point is the pheromones so, and I <laughs> and well, I like blondes and there's something about her I actually did it. Exactly. Blonde, but uh yeah, I don't know. I think there's just uh it sounds to me like there's something unknowable about that, and it's yeah. it, but that's good. Let me, let me ask you: Do you yeah. think do you think God can speak to people? I don't know, probably, but I don't even know what that. And that's exactly the point, man. Like, if I say yes, then it's like, well, how do I know that God didn't tell God, Kanye to run for president? Well, no, that's a that's a different story. <laughs> But where do you, if I were to claim that, like, I can't have authority over that. We can't. Nobody could. Like, I can't say that, yes, that, like, oh, no, that's a, um, that's false. That's true. Or the, uh, he got it wrong. That person got it right. It's a misinterpretation, but that one's accurate. Like, I don't know. And I guess I, I don't feel a need to. But I've reframed my understanding of God such that I don't even, that question isn't something that occurs to me. I'm not suggesting that it can't, but it's a question that doesn't occur to me. Yeah. It, it, not that it isn't valuable and it, it, <clears throat> that it couldn't happen, but I... You know, I guess at this point in our journey as a species, Maybe I'd like us to err on the side of of not worrying about that right now <laughs> <laughs> and just letting that be for a while. And maybe yeah. eventually somebody will have clarity about that, but probably not. But at least for now, maybe we let that... Because it's it's obviously marked our entire journey as a, as a civilization. Yeah, for sure. It's a basically a christian civilization you could say Mm -hmm. and there are many things that are good about that i just wonder if at the foundation that basically need or that component where we think there's something we've figured out about life itself in this complete way isn't a problem. I guess I think it is probably the main problem. Hmm. 
And that without welcoming what I would call the unknowable or the mystery, the problem won't go away. Hmm. And we're going to continue to unintentionally spin our wheels in this, I, I would say, less than ideal context. So another way of saying that is I think we need to welcome mystery, whether we get rid, like it doesn't mean get rid of anything, just embrace mystery, embrace the unknowable, embrace that we maybe can't know. And that could be a good thing. There's something freeing and liberating in that. I think the reason people don't go there is fear, Mm. unfortunately. But for what it's worth, Ari and I, I have a similar story with Ari. We, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we met very quickly, or we met, and within, I think, two days, I said to a friend, we went and got dinner. Actually, it was after this. We do the, you know, we have the sauna and the ice baths. We, mm-hmm. we did a, on a Friday last June, we had a sauna and ice party. It's a normal thing we were doing. <laughs> and then we went and got dinner. I know. <laughs> Seriously, we did them every other Friday. It was wow. really fun. We still would be if it yeah. wasn't for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, COVID. It was a it was meant to be an alternative to other kinds of like partying, like going out and stuff, and but um and a good way to build build community. But anyway, we went a couple friends and I went out afterwards and um I was going to see Ari for the first time in person that night. And I, before going over to see her, I said, I got to go meet the love of my life. And I meant it. Yeah. Um, they could vouch for me saying it. I meant it. And it, it, we went out that night. We got together again the next night. And yeah, it was pretty much crystal clear. Wow. Um, and we got engaged pretty quickly after that. So, yeah. and I, that was not something I can explain. I don't yeah. even want to, but I certainly, I think it's similar. Well, not to mention they're both blonde, but. <laughs> if you, if you had to, so what, what do you think it, that feeling just came from? Like, how can you describe like. Well, if I really analyze it, I could probably end up questioning it. Hmm. And you either, I think I'm either, I would question it to the point where there'd be some kind of attempt to rationalize it, or I would end up where I am now, which is to say, I I don't know. And it doesn't, I don't need to know. Yeah, I, I should say you've been yawning for hours. So fortunately, <laughs> it's not happening just because of this. No, no, I don't, you can actually. Could you hear that? I don't know. I we'll don't find out. So. Yeah, well, guess when we guess we edit it. We'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, what about you though? Would you? Do you? Do you think there is some ex- explanation? Uh, no, because in that moment for me, it, it was it was very similar, and I wasn't. Like that, my spiritual journey, like though it's kind of, I've always been on it. It hasn't been as uh, deep as it has been in the last few years, um, mainly around fatherhood. Um, 
that's a game changer yeah yeah <laughs> Cause I, it's like the first time like i literally could look at someone and no matter what like i love that dude like no matter what like there's nothing i wouldn't do for him like my son and uh he could be like i don't know like i like like he would he would mess around with even like hit our puppy uh and and just playing around i'm just but even in that moment it's like it's no anger towards him it's no like it's yeah like i i don't want him to do certain things but like the love for that i have for him is is there at all times for me um and that's when i started to like kind of like imagine okay if there's a god and that's how he loves me then holy crap like that that must feel amazing yeah because i can see it in in brave's like little face like when he just comes and grabs my face and just wants to hug me and just knows that he needs or when he stubs his toe <clears throat> and goes to his 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 mother and yeah just i don't know something special about that for me Well, of course it's special. <laughs> One of my best friends is a rabbi. Ooh. And he simply defines God as good and like capital G good. Hmm. The the challenge with all of these words is that we have to have a meaning. And I don't think it's cheating to simply to simply eventually declare that the language is inadequate and insufficient, and that's what that whole ineffability is about. Like yeah. it's beyond language, it's beyond explanation. It's beyond because even good. Well, okay, what does that mean? We have to explain because <laughs> there's bad things that happen, and that's true. So if if we were to go down that path, though. The, uh, and as a rabbi, he always talks about the Holocaust. Like, well, God didn't cause that. There's nothing that caused, there's nothing, there's no causality. It's not to say that God wanted that or that's God's will. It's just, that's, uh, there's something to learn, but the key is learning and, and learning how to allow for and promote something that he would call, and I think I get, goodness what you're mm. just describing as sort of like unconditional love seems to be something that everybody wants nobody in their right mind wants the holocaust mm. everybody seemingly wants unconditional love thank god <laughs> <laughs> and in a sense that could be just like a that could be the start for mapping out goodness. Like, hmm. ideally, you're born to people, your own parents, of course, but there are exceptions that still fit and are good. But ideally, you're born to people who do love you that way. And if they're in any, <clears throat> if they don't, it will have a very specific kind of effect. We know this as relatively smart um people in the 21st century that we know what we can do to our children if we're not careful the scars we can leave and the the trauma and the effects <laughs> that that can have on 
psychological development, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah. We know this. And I think it makes sense to want to believe in a parent that is unconditional or a um, something all something all around us that is unconditionally loving. I think it makes total sense. Yeah. And I don't want to suggest that we that it's not real or or true. I guess to me it's not even really the point. The point is let's we understand that we value that and we want that. So let's just live that way. Yeah. We don't have to have which is pretty stinking hard. <laughs> we don't have to have that as the reason is the problem. Yeah. And it goes back to even play and what you um, said about the innocence. We don't need that justification because like you've acknowledged, you just know that in your gut, in your core, obviously brave has that from you and will, it can't change. That seems like a basic human. Uh, that just seems like a standard for good human life. But you said it's freak, it's freaking hard. <laughs> yeah, because even <laughs> I, I, I would say it is because. So, I mean, it's like I like how you're more comfortable looking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just even as uh, a father, I still I. I of of brave and how we're saying like I love him no matter what like there's there's moments where I I can I get it wrong there's moments where like maybe I, I could have been a little more uh, patient there or kinder here and, and uh, even out, so I'm even this I'm like learning how to allow him to make mistakes and experience like the world. Like, uh, there's often times like I, I'll see like, I don't know, like I won't, like I think he's gonna fall, like if he's running down the hill, or, but just wanting him to just letting him fall, like type of thing, and just like learning different things like that. I don't know, it's a. Uh, but if we're equating him to like God and his relationship to us, um, I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to think of the, if there's, I can't think of a way that he's got it wrong, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I like what you just <clears throat> acknowledged about basically, you know, knees need to be scraped, if you will. Yeah. Okay, so what that refers to, what that suggests to me is the awareness that um, you can't protect your kids from every single thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe to try to do so would actually be a hindrance to their, the quality of life. And they're obviously we could say growth, yeah. which then begs the question, all right, so to what extent do we need to struggle to grow? And that's where I think maybe we, we can go in a, a, two different ways. One of them is, well, this, that's just part of life. We have to struggle and that's, um, that's part of the plan or in some way, <coughs> I can give you a lozenge, by the way. I have quite I, a few. I think it's just like I swallowed wrong at part of like when we were talking, <laughs> and now it's like just staying there. <coughs> and I can't get it out of my throat. Do you want one? I've got some good lozenges. Yeah, let's do it. Here, grab the box right there, Olba's. 
I can get it for you. It might be easier if you just grab it, though. There's two different kinds. <coughs> and we are not editing this out. No. So that's the one. Yeah, that box there. Okay. And then the bag also. You can pick either one. Which one do you recommend? <clears throat> I think they're both good. I would do... Well, you picked that one, so do that one. Try that one. Bring them both over. We'll get. We'll go to town on these lozenges. Yeah. All right. Whenever that happens, my throat will just be itchy. Well, yeah. <laughs> so we're sponsored by Throat Coat Lozenges and Olba's Lozenges today. <coughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I was having. <coughs> See, now people are gonna think I have, I'm sick and I'm not. <laughs> I can vouch. That's the that. one. That's the one thing about this time. No matter where I'm at, I'm like, even just something as normal as just coughing. I'm afraid to do. Oh well, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I just worry about people. Nobody think. saw that coming, as far yeah. as I'm aware. Yeah. But like we were talking about earlier, just like about not uh, not uh, like being afraid of of just offending each other and disagreements and things like that, and just how to disagree and still like be together, type of thing. You're relating that to COVID or something with. Yeah, just the like idea like coughing before this was something normal. Yeah. Like I feel like, but now it's like everybody's on alert. Like if you're coughing, oh, do you have COVID? Right. Type of thing. At least in my experience, it's been like that. Yeah, I've always probably been a little neurotic where I would notice that if somebody was coughing and like was like, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but this is obviously you, some the tea. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, or been around you for hours now. Yeah. You haven't been coughing exactly. So. so. Could be the can. No, probably not the candle. Um, mm, I don't know. You gotta take care of some business. There's nothing in there anymore. I think I might get some more in eventually, but we can do water break. Yeah, get some water. Yeah, let's get some. Tea. Sure. <laughs> I could always use some too. Yeah. I can plug them. We have we have the tea and the water. Yeah. Vocal ease. You yeah. plug in them. Yeah. <laughs> They're like. Very very sweet uh, couple that I met. I was I was on a tour, and we stopped in Nashville, and I met them, and I used their like lozenger, and I I love <clears throat> manuka honey, and they're all their products are based in manuka honey. It was a, a artist that I'm like a big fan of. City and Color, you ever heard of him? That was yes. Good. Yeah, it's like uh, I have, and I don't know a lot. I'm <clears throat> so not well versed in. Yeah, he's music. he's he's good. You should check him out. But he, uh, one of his like things in the studio is is to have a tea with, or no, just a jar of manuka honey. Yeah. Uh, and he would literally like eat the manuka, and it's, it's supposed to be good for your throat. And I've kind of just it started with just based on what he said, and then but it's worked for me. That makes sense. I think it's good for honestly a lot of things. Definitely your throat. I think I have a jar of honey over there. It's not yeah. manuka, but I know people even use that stuff topically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have the honey too. I should have, I forgot. I, 
The jar is so low, I forgot. It's all good. Okay. Nashville. Oh, I was going to ask you about this. but Oh, this silly little thing? My yeah. little fake sand, like Zen sand garden or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't even know where I got this. Um, <clears throat> somebody may have just left it. I, I really don't know. Hmm. I, but I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Does it remind you of something? No, it's just I wonder the like purpose of it. I almost like wanted to like. Well, I think I could see it in like a counselor's office. To be honest with you. Oh god, <laughs> that's like, not the vibe I'm going for in this <laughs> room. But okay, yeah, no, or like some type of therapy, more of like like if if you wanted that some... would be like yeah, like a water feature or those balls that bounce back and forth. Yeah, I did some therapy before. It was like a sand table. Where this particular therapist I was working with, <clears throat> she had me uh, kind of pick out like certain toys or something that that I like would identify with in that moment, um, and yeah, so stuff like that. There are a lot <clears throat> of ways to become more aware and more self-aware. Yeah. All different avenues to do it. I I guess therapy. Well, I don't want to say anything negative about therapy. A therapy kind of vibe does make sense. I think in a way, what I offer is physical therapy, yeah. so to speak. And I I would emphasize more the therapy there than the physical, but only in that it's learning and it's about self-awareness. Yeah, Everything really comes back to self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. And this is really just a, something that I find kind of cute and I... Mm think of like um, monasteries or uh, temples where supposedly like raking sand or uh, sweeping of the leaves is just a normal everyday thing to do and you have to do it to just improve your self-awareness mm. especially because the monotony yeah it's basically like a wax on wax off kind of thing mm. karate kid um in yoga, they have a term for it called karma yoga, where it's, it's focused on, well, it's essentially intentional service where you're, which is obviously a very basic Christian principle as well, yeah. um, be of service and selflessness. I think the primary point is really that, to be, to train yourself to be aware of more than obviously your own the <laughs> stories and voices and um, constant looping in your head and the conveyor belts in a, that are nonstop and service, intentional service, whether it's cleaning something or literally like saving somebody's life or just feeding them, I think is primarily just a kick-ass and uh, unparalleled way of making sure that you're paying attention to everything as opposed to just mm. some small version of, of life, some small aspect. Yeah. So you're growing and the scale of your, the scope of your awareness continues to expand. <clears throat> so you don't get smaller. Yeah. Mm. You get smaller if you don't, don't keep expanding. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it shows up literally in your spine and sometimes it shows up in the size of your 
head. So I guess I didn't even honestly really put much thought into why this was here, but I guess it's a reminder of service. That's what we're going to say now. I'm going to pretend that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We declare it. That's what it is. But can you picture that like at a Buddhist temple, like somebody like raking the sand or yeah. sweeping the leaves? Or... It's, it has like a, uh, just looking at it, it has a, a peaceful, like meditative type of thing about it. Yeah, I think that's the idea. Plus, we got this candle here, and but this is certainly, I think, like right off the bat, some sort of Chinese artifact, at least a mock version of one. Yeah, I hope it's Chinese. <laughs> um, I'm glad nobody's ever mentioned that. I usually just don't even have it there, honestly. It's a nice table thing, prop. Well, it was either that or flowers, and mm. I chose this. I figured it would be better for us it tonight. The, it set the vibe. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, what do you? What's the vibe feel like to you? I feel like when we met, we we got right into this exact same vibe. But what? How would you describe the vibe? Contemplative. Yeah. Uh, um. There's an open openness uh to uh adventure i would say um Holy but moly. but adventure in a in a in a intellectual sense um in in this room specifically but um but like in in the movement room is that i don't yeah. know if that's what you call it but it's it's definitely like like it's like i was sharing it's a, it was a different type of <clears throat> It was like learning, like just the like your body in a in a, in a more thorough way, like in a if that if, if that makes sense, like like the the idea of making myself taller by how I stand up, like wasn't something normal. Like you watching me walk, and then me watching myself walk on the iPad was like. I never would thought I would would have thought to do that, um, and just the intentionality in that was something that was just different, so adventurous and for me at least. <clears throat> I love that for a number of reasons, and <clears throat> we'll get to the most exciting one in a second. But it's not necessarily that unique, and I want to acknowledge that because, in a way, like I said, yoga, which is the mm. one of the oldest similar traditions, or they're all the same kinds of methodologies, yoga and what I do. Mm -hmm. um, that's, if you don't get taller doing yoga, you're not doing yoga, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it's largely, that's one of the main ways you can measure your progress and success and the health of your joints being the, the real thing that's happening there. Um, integrated ideally with better movement. So it's not a new way, but it certainly is a, I think we've improved upon that approach yeah. or hopefully given the thousands of years that you had, hopefully we've improved a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, the fact that you could get taller speaks to one of the rules of life, which is gravity. Hmm. It's all about how you relate to gravity. 
Gravity is the only constant force on your bones. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's fair to say. There are other forces, but I don't think they're constant and they're somewhat self-imposed. Mm -hmm. But gravity is no, there's no getting around it. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah. And I love how you use that phrase. It, did you say the spirit of adventure or did I just interject that? Something about adventure. Openness. Openness to adventure. Yeah. I love that. So I've been playing with this for a little bit, especially over the last few months. I think as men, that integration is, and it, it, could, it could be for all humanity. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like Obviously women and all, all presentations, it could be true. I don't know. I don't try to speak for more than men because <laughs> I don't want to be irresponsible in that way. <laughs> but as men, what, and especially, well, yeah, I, I, I'm already wondering. I'm already thinking maybe I should pull it back and but even saying men, but let's go with that. Yeah. As a certain kind of man, we'll say, especially fathers. It seems to me like, that openness to adventure with an understanding of the rules is everything. Hmm. <laughs> that's the that's how you play the game. Yeah. You have an openness to adventure, which to me goes hand in hand with the newness, embracing the unknown and, and continuing to be creative with a foundation that is solid. Yeah. The solidity. How does one term in a, a, a solid foundation? <laughs> um, they're probably different ways. The way that I've been exploring has everything to do with prioritizing, obviously, movement and, and what you what we just explored a little bit with the standing taller, as you said, but specifically taking care of yourself in that way and relating to gravity in that specific way. Um, but I think there's a lot and that's what kind of the earlier part of our conversation has to do with is like, do you, is, is that solidity grounded and rooted in something, well, earthly, literally the ground mm -hmm. and, and the, the sort of, um, objectivity of being a human on earth or something more, ethereal or or just um less dirty <laughs> <laughs> i think you could have both but i i guess i prioritize the solidity of being a body on earth and embracing what that makes me how that makes me move and think and act and perform and mm. to me that's the foundation yeah that's what makes the most sense to me mm. not to say that the rest can't fit but that's what makes the most sense is like the primary the starting place yeah mm. what do you think <laughs> i don't know that's a tough one um because I feel like part, like, <clears throat> at least for me, I'm relearning uh, some things that may have been. But what does Brave show you as a young man? Um, I would say, like, it's different. So one big difference is the importance for me to, I grew up in a broken home. 
So, oh, okay. um, so my parents were, were divorced or separated and then divorced. Um, and that was difficult for me as a, as a, as a young child. Um, are all five of you from the same mm-hmm. parents though? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was a difficult thing for me to, to, to deal with because as a, as a young child, I, there was something about family that I, and I, and I, cause I saw the brokenness around me and where I come, where I came from. Uh, in different different families, but I was something I was like, there's something different about my family, and I and I and I know that, and I want to hold on to that. And I, I remember as a young kid when it that was threatened, and then uh, inevitably just was a split family. Hmm. Um, what age were you? Uh, I guess it all started around eight. Oh, okay, young. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty. Early, but early enough, uh, maybe earlier, maybe like I want to say, fit, how how old are we in fifth grade? I think normally like 11. Yeah, so around then is yeah. when it kind of really started to happen. Um, <clears throat> maybe you could be 12, but I think normally 11. Yeah, so for me, the desire for him to experience something different um, and to give him a different foundation, because there, if we're talking in the, in, the, in the home sense, he didn't have, I didn't have that balance of both parents at home um, having the, I guess the love of a mother, love of a father, like constantly at that time, and then, and other things that I dealt with 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 uh, certain parents, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was just difficult. But the, the the desire to give Brave something different, a different foundation to to build off of, um, and then so then it causes me to look inward and okay, how do I relearn some of the things that were that I, that I had picked up maybe, um, how, how, how was I getting it wrong and how can I, uh, so just the, the desire to provide him with the foundation is requiring you to reassemble yours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And relearn and like, kind of like, yeah. And, and to maybe learn different ways just to, to be like a better partner for my, my wife and, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's that sounds it, like good parenting. Yeah, it's a difficult, di- difficult task though, for sure. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Especially if we weren't given the the handbook, um, <clears throat> which most of us haven't. No. And not to take away from the obvious point of what you mean by broken disclaimer, though. Sure. <laughs> not that you can't do. Some parents can kill it co-parenting and do that that like basically what i was going to say yeah, because okay. the con to even contextualize it as a broken home is your choice yeah right like griffin obviously ari's not his mom mm. and i would never call it a broken home yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't even occur to me yeah we co-parent see <laughs> you just that's a that's a different foundation for me now so like right like it's because one of the, the biggest things that i'm learning uh in 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 my my young life is is life can let me see how I can say this for me life is sometimes it's most times about uh, the perspective I choose to 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 have on it um, rather than what's actually happening because when I can when I step back and see the bigger picture sometimes I'm able to make a better decision toward my more valued like outcome. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, so you just taught me something there to not call it a broken, uh, it is definitely, uh, there were some things I had one of my 
parents was was an addict and and uh, different things that I de- dealt with um, for me that was my mother. So it was, yeah, it felt, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to rationalize that as not broken or not, uh, yeah. But I, all I know is that I don't want that <laughs> situation for brave. I want something different uh, uh, to give him a, a, a more, grounded foundation and even if that meant I co-parent like well with with my partner or I if that didn't mean Kate and I were married if that meant separation at any point I would still want to respond in a way that gave Brave this the sense of uh stability stability uh love and respect um which was really lacking where I where I came from If that makes sense. I feel like I got deep. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We haven't been deep at all, man. Yeah, we, we finally got into the depth. It makes perfect sense, of course. You you make sense the whole time. I'm always wondering if I make sense, but that's that's our own. Hey, we have that in common. Yeah. Um, no, it makes it, speci- it specifically makes sense why you'd call it broken. And obviously the beautiful thing that just happened is you recognize you, you know, the wording is up to you and the wording has an effect, which yeah. obvious or not obviously, but that echoes in a way the entire conversation mm. or, or certain aspects of it, especially yeah. when we got into God. Yeah. So of course it makes sense that you would, you could, and the instinct is to frame that as broken. Um, yeah. And even without the addict component, just the divorce and, or just the separation and divorce alone, yeah. that normally is how you categorize quote unquote broken homes. Mm. I think it's awesome that you have figured out as much as you have figured out thus far and will continue to, and the foundation will only become more clear. Yeah. That's the whole problem. Especially because you, <laughs> <laughs> well, because you want it to. And yeah. You're, you're engaged in the process of learning. And that's just, like I said a moment ago, good parenting. Yeah. What I wish I could put in a bottle, though, is how to, uh, like, uh, stay motivated. Just how, how to, like, because there are, there are instances where there's parents that don't step up to the plate to... Quite a few, I'd yeah. say. Most, that's... Yeah. So how do we... Uh, how do we teach that? How do we teach? Great question. And and one thing that I think we should all give ourselves like a little break from is rec, uh, is the idea that the nuclear family is enough. It's mm. that's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> like just a man and a woman, or um, who, however the parenting occurs at this point, to a woman and a woman, a man and a man, whatever yeah. the options. That unit and kids isn't enough. Mm. That unit and kids and other people is a start, mm. but there's no getting around it. You need the, whatever you call it, the community, the uh, extended family. Yeah. You need it. I, I mean, I would be deep, deep water if I didn't have it. <laughs> be 
drowning for sure. Yeah. And I don't think it's even smart to try. It's, mm. it's absurd. I don't know why we think that that's how it's supposed to work, but it's, it's really good to let go of that idea. Yeah. But as far as a handbook for how to stay motivated, I think that's what I prioritize in in terms of like what my whole kind of shtick is about, real wellness, like learning how to be, I think we've got to learn how to be human in so many yeah. contexts. And one of, obviously, parenting is, is maybe the most important context. It's not the only one, but relating to yourself and relating to the primary people in your life a very specific way is rooted in a like obviously a certain foundation and to me that foundation is what i call real wellness hmm. and that's the handbook and we're just not taught that man yeah <laughs> we're not taught that um we're not taught at least to prioritize what i think that is about and if there's any little kernels to pick from the conversation we've had thus far, it would be um, that innocence component, mm -hmm. the unconditional love, um, the play, but also the grounding and relating to gravity, most mm. specifically a certain way. The only thing we probably haven't hit on is how to play the money game. But mm. I don't, I'm not an expert at that, so I don't pretend to go there. <laughs> I don't claim... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that part of the handbook figured out, but I do think the creativity component is is the key for that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I do want to acknowledge that it is six, almost six twenty, and even though we only just got deep, mm. we have we have probably bitten off quite a bit for this one i think so i think so that's what i'm wondering from your that's what i'm wondering yeah you think so <laughs> oh i don't know i feel like we could talk it that's the that's the thing about and i, I feel like yeah maybe maybe we table and we and we have more for other times as we as this begins to build and, and a friendship begins to to blossom here uh i love that yeah but it's it's very easy to to sit here and have have the conversation and and talk um thank you yeah well then we'll do an, a part two and we yeah. i think we have at least a part two we don't have the date for it but whenever we do that yeah episode i'm I'm so down yeah i honestly don't think that'll be like before february but maybe yeah. in january yeah um it'll be a good time though yeah i was actually just telling people that we we have at least one musical guest for that show i'll help get us some get more yeah <laughs> i'll partner with you in that yeah we could be more than one even in that one episode we can, yeah. we can have some fun playing with it I, I have a vision for how it'll unfold when and it's kind of like a little you know how snl is musical guests mm -hmm. like we would do some sort of little easy skit or chat like the Mr. Rogersy kind of thing, mm -hmm. and then it would somehow shift, and uh, it would just tactfully introduce you, and then the spotlight would just be right on you. And if there's other people, that's that's kick ass too. 
We'll see. And obviously, yeah, other guests for other episodes. Yeah. TB, TBD. <laughs> and I've got a couple other people. I think I mentioned to, to you last time the, the list. Um, but I try to just go with what flows and yeah. not force too much. Yeah. That's been fun to learn. You know, that's a key component of the handbook is not forcing. Yeah. Very important. What you called surrendering, hmm. I think, is, is really, really necessary. Yeah. If more of us focused on that, what I call allowing, you call surrendering. I mean, in a way, that's just like getting out of the way, right? Just yeah. whatever you want to call it, God, spirit, nothingness, the mystery, just letting it flow. Get out of the way. Yeah, it's like a just a way of stepping back, I feel like, and no more trying to see the bigger picture. Yeah, man, if you can allow yourself to do that more often it gets easier and it becomes part of that foundation but yeah <sighs> all right thank you my friend yeah thank this you. is wonderful likewise, um, likewise. i'm glad you're not coughing anymore no <laughs> all done <laughs> and i'll hit stop you feel ready i'm ready all right any final any final moment uh, final remarks yeah i'm gonna say two words choose love amen yeah. all right there you have it there it was i won't uh take too much of your time with the outro here no further thoughts than i had when i did the intro uh, i hope you enjoyed yourselves and thank you again to joshua for joining me that was a real Really sweet time, real delight. It's always nice when a guest basically just wants to continue hanging out and we don't really, we realize that the conversation was just sort of like the, <laughs> it wasn't even necessary. <laughs> like we, we just basically randomly hit record at some point and it's just a snippet. It's just a little aspect of, of what's going on, but we could just continue and continue and continue. It's always a nice thing. I hope that's what you get out of it. If uh, you know, the sweet tone isn't really even. It's not even by design. It's just what happens. Hopefully, it's what you're getting. Anyway, thank you again to uh, to you all. Thanks to Joshua, and I will see you guys all soon for episode eleven. Um, Who's it with? Oh, yeah. Brian. Brian Nevison. Another sweet conversation. You're going to like that one, too. Thanks for listening. Be well. And if you're hearing this, well, it could be in the middle of a lot of things changing and sometime maybe late November, early December. Um, stay, stay clear. We're on the right track. We're going to keep going. All right. I'm going to go. Thank you.